you as Christians right here, you have the power of Christ within you to be an example, not only to believers here at the church, but to believers abroad, to believers who are in your school. Many of you go to school with Christians because I talk to you, I know, I find out. And yet you're somewhat not above your Christian friends, but you stand out from, from the rest of them because they don't have the same values as you. They don't believe the same things as you. And you can stand in this time, right now, in this time, and make a difference. We've been talking, we started talking last week, uh, our new series here for this month is called Make a Move. And we specifically are talking about make, making a move into the youth ministry here, making a move into student staff in D2L. Now, I understand that there are many of you here who cannot do that because of uh, certain requirements, maybe with sports or maybe with school, or I know it would be hard for somebody, you know, who may be involved in, like, scouting or something like that. You have a lot of things going on. But I still believe that there's a way for each and every one of us to be a living example, as Paul said to Timothy, in word, in conduct, in love, in the faith, and in purity. If you have Christ in you, he is everything that you need to be a living example to your generation. And God is raising up a group of young men and women who want to make a difference in our world today. Let me tell you something. If you look up the word, if you just Google search influential teens, just Google search influential teens, I'm going to give you an opportunity. Who is the first team that you think pops up? Exactly. The first, have you done the Google search? <laughs> My hero, Justin Bieber. I <laughs> know, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> Young man's in a little bit of trouble these days, though. Now, if you Google search influential teens, he's the first person that shows up on the, you know how you can choose Google and then images? He's the first picture that shows up. And I just found that very interesting. We saw Justin Bieber on the Today Show maybe some four or five years ago when he was just a YouTube hit. Do you know how that's, that, that's how the kid gets started? He was just a YouTube hit, and here he was singing a song, and his life has totally been transformed. But do you know what the difference is? Justin Bieber, if these accounts against him, if these accusations against him are true, Justin really hasn't been an example. I don't know if he's a Christian. I don't know his story. But he really hasn't been anything other than just an ordinary teenager because he got himself into a little bit of trouble. But the truth is, you and I as Christians, we can be set apart. And we can be an example in purity, in conduct, in love, and in faith. We can be the influential teens that rise up and make a difference. Do you know how powerful your voice is? Do you know how powerful your stance is? Can I tell you, have, have, have you ever driven by a gay pride parade? Have you ever driven by something like that? Do you know who most of the faces out there holding up the signs are? Teenagers and young adults, your age, your age, and young adults standing up because they want to make a difference. They're confused and they're deceived by the enemy that that's the way to make a difference. But why is it that we as Christian teenagers kind of sit back? We take a back seat and we refuse to stand. The time has come in the 21st century for you and I not only to stand up for Christ within the church, but to stand up for Christ within our school systems. When everyone else is going this way, you're going the opposite way. When everyone else is following the crowd, you're going against the crowd and doing what Jesus would have done. And that's the difference. We can be an example in purity, in conduct, in love, in faith. God will use you to change the world. There was a young man by the name of Josiah. Everyone say Josiah. You'll find the story of Josiah in the Old Testament. Josiah was how old? Eight years old. And God put him on the throne over Judah. Can you imagine yourself being a king at eight years old? You're still running around playing hide and seek. You still want to play the video games. Can you imagine being a king at eight years old? But God put Josiah on the throne. And do you know what God used Josiah to do? God used Josiah. He brought back, he brought back the heart of God to the people of Judah. You see, sometimes we lose focus as we get a little bit older. But you... You see things in black and white. You don't see things very much like gray. You really, as young people, you see things as right and wrong. Even if you're, even if you're on the wrong side sometimes, you very much studies show that you see things as right and wrong. You believe, <clears throat> as a young person, you believe that you're invincible. I remember because I believed that I was invincible. You really believe that nothing can touch you. You know, you really believe. I remember taking my mom's car and driving down a road you're supposed to go like maybe 30 miles an hour and I put that car up to 90 miles an hour down the street and I was like I look at that now and I'm like what was I doing 
It's because we really think as young people that we're invincible. But can I tell you that the enemy has deceived us, and because we think we're invincible at this age, we end up doing the wrong thing. But because you think you're invisible, God can use you to go and change the world. You won't be afraid of people who come against you. You won't be afraid of the things that come against you because you see yourself as invincible and powerful. And God wants to use that. That's a God-given thing about youth. You see things in black and white. You're not all, you know, confused in your mind about what's, what, what's right and wrong. God wants to use you. If God can use an eight-year-old, if God can use a donkey, God can surely use you in the 21st century. And I really want to encourage you to make a difference. You know, joining student staff is not about student staff. That's what you're going to hear. We're going to invite our student staff up in just a minute. But to me, it's not about student staff. Joining student staff is an opportunity for us to pour into some young men and women who want to make the commitment, the life skills, and the training that they need in the word to go out into the world and make a difference. And right now, we're going to hear from some of them. So if you're a student staff, I would just like you to stand up and come and, come and join me right up here for a little Q&A session. Would you give our student staff a round of applause? Okay. We have some, uh, wow, did we all, we all made a seat. Good, very good. We had some questions that we put together to really help you understand, but I want you to look here. I mean, we have about 15, this, there's 14 chairs, so there's now there's 15. So there's 15 of you here. We have another five students who serve during second service. We have 20 students currently on student staff. That represents about 20 to 25% of our student population right here, which is pretty amazing. And I told you last week, you probably think, oh, man, what if we all start serving? Then there's going to be no one to serve to. And that's when God will start bringing in the harvest. That's when God will start bringing in the people so we can be a part of what God is doing. But I want you to know these young men and women, they're not set above you. In fact, Jesus said, as we talked about last week, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to what? But to serve. And they have a humble heart. I know because I know each and every one of them individually and personally. There's not one person, whoever makes it onto this student staff, without having an interview with me. And I will sit you down and I will talk to you about the hard things. And I will ask you those questions about the things that you don't want to answer. Some of them are smiling because they know it's true. And, and you know what? Well, I'll, we'll just get right to the Q&A here. Now, you, you, you're going to have an opportunity to ask some of your own questions. But let's just start with a couple that we kind of put together here. Um, the first question goes out, and it says, how, has, how, how have you changed since joining student staff? The, the follow-up to that is, what is the biggest difference from before you joined student staff to how you are now? So the question as a whole is, how have you changed from joining student staff? We don't need an answer from everybody, but if you really feel like this is your heart and you want to answer this, just put your hand up. I'll come by with the microphone. How have you changed? Okay, Chris? Um, Say your name just uh, my name's Chris. Um, I'm 16. I'm a junior. Um, I think I've changed a lot from uh, being on student staff. Before I was on student staff, you know, uh, I know I, tell, I feel like I tell the story a lot. But, um, uh, you know, but you had to get a letter when, uh, before I was on student staff. And all these people that were here before me had gotten a letter specifically being asked to be on student staff. You know, I was kind of upset because, you know, I didn't get a letter. And right there, that shows how I've changed, because I would never get upset about something like that now. But um, <clears throat> I was, uh, so I talked to Mr. Kerr, and I was like, you know, I, I want to join student staff. And uh, he said, come back in four months. Uh, you need to get right, you know, uh, you know just do a self-evaluation and come back in four months. And uh, during that time, I really realized that, you know, you don't, have to, uh, you don't have to fix yourself, but you do have to have a heart that's willing to be fixed. And... Um, after, uh, you know, I kind of thought I wasn't doing anything wrong. And um, not that you should, you know, sit there and look at all your flaws. But um, after being on student staff and, uh, you know, that period before, it really showed me that, you know, if you're willing, God's going to work in you, you know. So that's how being on student staff changed me. Anyone else want to answer that question? Becky? Hi, I'm Becky. I'm 16. Um, for me, student staff was kind of like, almost like a rite of passage, I guess you could say, because I grew up at this church, and I always saw 
because my older sister Bethany was down here at the time and she was on staff and she would always come home and tell us all these stories about how drama, like what they were doing on the drama team, all the cool things that were happening in Sunday the next day and it, it got me really excited. So when I always saw student staff as almost kind of like a social event, I guess you could say, because like you get to hang out with friends more, get to come down during praise and worship so you don't have to stay upstairs and Okay, that was me then, but um, so when I actually got on staff, the more time went by, the more I realized, yes, it is a chance where you get to be with friends, but your focus isn't on each other, it's on God, and it's, it's showing God through your actions to the people in D2L, and it, it was almost kind of like a double blessing for me because I was able to really minister to you guys, which is very fun and my my focus was changed from pleasing myself to pleasing others so yeah I'm Dan I'm 15 um, being on student staff when I first came in uh, well first of all let me say this when we came to this church it was weird to see Mr. Kurt as the youth director because he used to babysit us when we were like this big. So, um, so coming on student staff, uh, I, I thought when I came to this church, it was kind of like a given that I would get on staff just because I knew Mr. Kurt. But when I got on, uh, it totally, it's a total humility thing. There's accountability. Um, I mean, I came in here and I thought I was macho and cool and you know all that kind of stuff and then people would just be like oh you know that's cool man whatever and they'd just be like friends not trying to impress anybody and I'd be like oh is that the way you're supposed to act <laughs> so um, I, it, Mr. Kurt has really helped me and student staff uh, just my friends and the, the guys and just really helped me with humility and because it's not about it's not about me. It's really the reason I'm on staff is to glorify God with, you know, whatever the gifts and talents he's given me. And uh, when I got on D2L Live, it, you know, it was fun and exciting. And I thought that everybody would love me because I played drums and all that stuff. But then it, as time went on, <laughs> you didn't know this, did you? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was obvious. Right. So I came on and then just as time went on. I just really learned that <laughs> I'm on, first of all, I'm on the praise and worship team to praise and worship, not for self-gain. So that it really just helped me with humility. I've grown so much in uh, not having it not be about myself and just, you know, like helping others and being helped by others and not trying to be the center of attention all the time. Anyone else want to respond to that first question? How have you grown? Are ready to move on to the second question? Second question that we have is how has God blessed you uh, from being on D2L student staff? How has God blessed you personally from being on D2L student staff? Anyone want to answer that one? Okay. My name is Brandon. I'm 18. Um, he, he's blessed me in so many ways because, uh, you know, growing... Growing spiritually is a blessing. Growing emotionally is a blessing. Um, but I never really had, like, I, I, would ne I was, were never really friends with really genuine people who I was close to before. And getting on student staff, it, it gives you a closer relationship because you're, you're serving as a body of one, not the media, not the drama, not the praise and worship team. You're serving together for, towards one purpose and one goal. And... For me, that was really that it obviously really encouraged me, and I was really growing because i I was seeing very genuine people that, as he was saying, didn't want to be you know oh well, look at me, I've got this talent, and I'm over serving here it's no, we're doing this you know to bring glory to God, whatever we have, and at this, you know whatever we go through, we're going to get through it together and so that was really encouraging because I'd never really known really genuine people like that before who really wanted to put God first and who would literally include anyone, whoever you are, whatever your background is, in what they're doing. I had, uh, previously I had been, you know, very unaccepted because 
I am outgoing and I have strong opinions on things and my likes and dislikes are very opposite to a lot of other people's and they didn't appreciate that. So I was just kind of the odd man out, but everyone here was just like, yeah, nice to see you. You know, I was like, really? It's nice to see me? Sweet. So that's really how I've been blessed. I've been blessed just, I feel like, yeah, I'm on students to have to serve, but it's like you guys are just, you know, I just take from everyone else really because it's, it's it, they're constantly building me up and really uh, welcoming me and accepting me. So. How have you been blessed by serving on D2L? You want to add to that? Okay. Um, also, it's getting to know the people on student staff. It's realizing that and, and learning that they go through the same trials and struggles that you do, so you're not alone in whatever you're going through. So all that it goes back to that accountability thing, but you're also go, like going through it together, and you can learn and grow and know how to endure the situation. God has already overcome whatever situation you're in. You just have to learn how to endure it. And I've, that's really been a blessing to me. So. Is it Miranda? Good. Um, let's see. My name is Miranda. I'm 15. And student staff has really just blessed me. And this youth group has just blessed me because it's help me to really just draw closer to God and to learn to seek him first instead of maybe going to my friends so much and stuff like that. And I just, I'm thankful for student staff because it just helped me to discover just really who God is and how he works in my life and how he just has such a great plan and purpose for me and stuff like that. So that's pretty much how student staff was. Who else? Who else? I'm going to make you all talk today before it's over, so don't think you're getting away with it. Okay, here we go. What was the rest of the blessings? What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, microphones. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm Sonia. I'm 17. Um, rude. Uh, so uh, I've been blessed in, like, so many ways being on student staff. Like, it's crazy. But one that's, like, important, and it's not, like, that's what I come to student staff for, but um, is the friendships, like Daniel and Brandon were saying. Um, I think it's so important to me that, like, a lot of the, uh, I'm friends with everyone. I'm just a friendly person, and, but I've made, like, true friends on student staff, and I didn't know any of them before I joined. I just stayed in my own corner, and I was just with my sister, and I was like, I don't want to know these people. I don't really care. And then when I joined student staff, I was kind of forced to, and to work with other people and to uh, you know, do all that. So the biggest blessing was meeting these people. And that wasn't a blessing, not meeting them and making friends, because yeah, it's nice to make friends. But these, these guys are so amazing. Like To meet uh, Christian teens that believe what you believe and that care for others how you care and want to serve God like you serve God and want to help you. Like I know I can rely on them and I can trust them and I don't know people like that outside of church that I can just go to and rely on them and they can give me godly advice because at school you don't get that, you know, sometimes people at home don't get that, but here I know I can rely on these guys and they really genuinely care for you. Like we pray together, we care for each other and um, we bury on each other's burdens and I just love that about these guys and that's what's really blessed me most. Anyone else want to add to the blessings serving on D2L, student staff, okay? I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I, like what the three of them said, it, it the friendships are incredible, but um, for me, I think the biggest blessing is the challenge of it, because when you're on student staff, you are held to a certain level in your Christian walk, I think, and you're expected of, you have certain expect, expectancies, and it's not like, oh, you have to do this or you're whatever. But, I mean, it almost, it brings your integrity into place. And it really, it blessed me because for the longest time, I mean, even now, I mean, I want God so bad. But for the longest time, because I was in seventh grade when I first came here, and 
when I came here, I saw, like, so many people, just, like, their hands were raised. I'm like, what the heck are they doing? And now that I'm on staff, I understand why they're doing it. And the more I'm on staff, I think the more that bar gets raised and the more I think God just blesses me, so. Good. Oh, we'll move on. If no one has any, we'll move on to the next question. Um, <clears throat> it's interesting you said challenge. It's a good time to segue into. Uh, if you don't know, we have very high standards to be on student staff. Not every church does this. I know other youth groups, they let anybody come and go as they please, and you know what they're looking for? And I have no slight towards anybody, but a lot of other youth groups, what they're looking for is talent. What we're looking for is character. And that's what really matters. And so we have a set of guidelines and we have a set of beliefs that we really, uh, we, we ask you if you're going to join student staff, we don't hold everyone in this room to these standards. And we hold these guys to these standards. And what blesses me uh, is to be able to look down this row and to see 15 people who know it's, it's a challenge, but I'm going to do it. And we really get blessed in life when we do that because when we really want to come after God, we have to take a step up to abide by his guidelines in life. But because we do that, he blesses us. And there is a sense of honor that comes uh, from being on student staff, but it's not come, as Daniel said, without humility. The Bible says before honor is humility. And the truth is each and every one of us get called to a higher standard when we put ourselves out there. So the next question is how has or how have the guidelines of detail student staff shaped your decision to be on student staff? Okay, here all the hands go up. <laughs> we'll start with Zach. Just pass it down when you're done. Uh, my name is Zach, and I'm 15. And I uh, specifically remember, I think it was last February, Mr. Kurt uh, came up to me and asked me if I wanted to be on student staff. And one of the guidelines is we're not allowed to date when we're on student staff. So I, I had... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I... I've never had a girlfriend, and so I, I was, last year I was like, oh, well, may, maybe I'll get one, and uh, so <laughs> I just wanted to experience, like, what it was like having a girlfriend, so after, <laughs> after two months, you know, nothing happened, so I was like, you know what, I'll just take that final step, and because I did that, you know, I was blessed so much because of, you know, just following every single guideline and not, uh, not cheating my way around it, because... If I had gotten a girlfriend when I was on student staff, Mr. Coat would find out, obviously, you know. He'd find a way. He'd find a way. But, uh, <laughs> it would, it would, it, uh, you know, you just have to make some com <laughs> you have to make some compromises when you're on the student staff, and it's all worth it because I get to come here and enjoy company with these 15 great people, so. Hi, my name is Dale. I'm 15. Uh, like Zach said, he's right. It's all about compromise. I guess um, the biggest guideline for me was there was a lot of guidelines. Um, <laughs> I think it was the dating. Yeah, because I don't know. I think it, it doesn't only shape you here. It shapes you outside of outside of church. So like you feel like you gotta follow that guideline outside of church. That's how I felt. So I mean, that's a lot of guidelines. <laughs> but, yeah. but, you're here. but I'm here. Well, the biggest guideline that was hard for me to follow was the no tattoos, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> because I have a bad habit. So, uh, <laughs> no, but, uh, no, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of guidelines. Uh, <laughs> um, but, um, it is, it is worth it. Um, you know, it seems overwhelming. And there was times I had to sit back and say, you know, can I really do this, you know? And, um, and I think that's, that's, an, that's an important thing you have to do. You have to sit back and, you know, don't just jump in and say, I'm going to do this. Because it, you have to be who you are here, who, where you, who you are everywhere else. And, um, you know, you have to make that self-check. You know, am I gonna, if I'm going to do this at church, am I going to do it at school? Am I going to do it at home? Am I going to do it, you know, out when, you know, people ask me to go party, you know, like all this stuff. You have to, it, you really have to make your decisions in line with that, you know. So, um, yeah, so that's, uh, so yeah. Uh. 
Okay. <laughs> um, not just like the guidelines, like the rules we get when we come in, right? Like appearance-wise and stuff? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so like some of the rules when you come on to staff is like, you know, no piercings or like extreme hair, like stuff and um, like dressing moder moderately, like listen. <laughs> I'm sorry, modestly, and um, and, and um, the thing with that is, <laughs> and the thing with that is, that's not really that bad. Like, you know, cover up for church. Obviously, wherever you go is just inappropriate. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> me personally, I like, you know, how people can express themselves with different stuff, like piercings and doing all that stuff. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's you. Um, but. You know, on student staff, when they ask you not to do it, I honestly, I was like, wow, that hurt my feelings. Like, because that's just, that's just something I like, and I just, I don't know, I just think it's kind of nice and cool, and I enjoy it. Um, so I was like, man, I got a few years of not being able to do this stuff, and it was just kind of disappointing, but I'm like, that's really selfish of me to do, and um, I'm coming here to serve. And also, like, I don't know who said it, um, they might have all said it, but they were like, this is going to help me, you know, on the outside world when I go for job interviews for anything in, in the real world and um, so it's just like it's helped me just kind of like get rid of bad habits I guess and uh, what you, I used to feel like was kind of important or kind of cool or kind of what I wanted or what I needed it just isn't really that big of a deal yeah, young ladies you can have your ears pierced we don't yeah it's not that almost all of our yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really just excessive piercings, like eyebrows, nose, you know, and, and that's pretty much it. Face, and guys, and guys. Okay, we'll pass it down. Um, my name's Nichelle, I'm 14, and it wasn't really the guidelines, but it was the guidelines at the same time. I guess I was nervous that I would forget gradually what the guidelines were, and then I would start to do what they said not to, and then I would get in trouble and stuff like that, and then I would just be like totally humiliated that I would get like, I guess, kicked off and stuff, and then I'd be like, well, why'd you get kicked off? And be like, I don't even know. So <laughs> that was really my thing. But when you're on the student staff, you kind of start to remember them and stuff. And when you're out, like, shopping, you realize there are things that you can and cannot have. So it starts to become part of, like, yourself. And you're like, oh, that's not good. I can't have it. Like, it's not just for a D2L. It's for everyday basis. So it's like, it doesn't just apply to D2L. It sort of, like, grabbed me. And it's for, like, everyday uses. And I can't have something that's too low cut or too high. Yeah. <laughs> kind of lost my train of thought, so. Hi, I'm Marissa, I'm 17. Um, this microphone, all right. Um, when I got the guidelines, I was like, all right, these, they were pretty, in, like, they weren't intense guidelines, like, they just said them, but, like, I thought those were, like, they were, like, the Ten Commandments to me, like, I had to, like, follow them. So I was sitting there, and I was, like, checking them off as I did them. And because, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how that went. Um, my name is Faith, and I'm 16. And it wasn't really any particular guideline that I was worried about. It was, like, all of them. And I was so worried. I didn't think I'd be, like, good enough to get in. I didn't think I'd be able to follow all of them. But I guess I just had to take a step of faith and, like, realize that all these people around me were kind of like my accountability partners. And if I did slip up, like I could talk to them about it and like pray about it and they wouldn't be like judging me or anything. So that's how guidelines affected me. Could you repeat the question? Really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. No, no, they, they certainly did. Uh, <laughs> um, when I was looking over the application, uh, as I read those guidelines, it really kind of convicted me because I was 
recalling things that I had done and if I'm on student staff, you know, and these guidelines are uh, different than what I normally did and these are, now I have to follow these ones, it's, I had to take a look, am I, am I really going to commit to doing these or am I just going to slip back and do what I normally do? And uh, as I looked at those guidelines, I really felt like I would really grow and that I would really mature. And so that's, I took that step of faith because I knew that if I did join student staff, it, it would definitely help me, but it's helped me in more ways than I thought. And uh, I had something to say really like way down when Zach was talking, but I can't remember it. Uh, one of the things that stood out to me more. I, I was more getting it as I was sitting here, but um, the whole thing, you know, to look professional, look look respectful because we are in the house of God. And when you're serving, you know, to look respectful. He's the creator of the universe. I mean, um, but, you know, there, there's some things, of course. I mean, I've, I've been everywhere in the hair spectrum. I've been completely bald to mullet, which was really bad. But anyway... Um, <clears throat> I'm a fan of long hair, and one of the rules is, you know, guys' hair is not allowed to, you know, go way past the collar. And I'm like, really? Hmm, that's, that's like limiting me. And, and then I thought, well, it's either limiting me, you know, because, you know, I thought, you know, earrings were cool, too. I'm like, well, I might get one eventually, you know. But, you know, I'm like, they're not going to let me have it. I'm like, eh. You know, but either you're gonna just do those things here and you're gonna look professional and clean and living and, and serving looking respectful before God here and then you're gonna go out and act like you're not living before God and dress a different way because I realized you're serving and working before God in here but you're still doing that as soon as you leave this building and drive home and wherever you go you're still living before God because he sees everything so you're going to just look respectful here, you know, because, oh, God, I'm acknowledging you right now. But are you going to look different when you're not acknowledging him? Because he's always watching you. And really your, your statement by the way you dress and the way you, you carry yourself and, and the way you feel it appropriate and acceptable to appear before God is really going to speak volumes to other people. So. It's when you go out, when, like when you're in school at the mall, you know, wherever you are besides church, I really found out that I'm still accountable for what rules I have to follow in D2L. It's not like I come into church, I become holy, and I do all these guidelines, and then when I leave, I'm a totally different person, and I can just do whatever I want. No, I'm still accountable. I'm still on staff no matter where I am. So that's one of the things that really helped me. Um, my name is Epiphany. I'm 16. Um, one of the major things that like I had to deal with getting on staff was like how I like dressed and like what music I listened to. Cause like I'm into like secular music, but like it's not really good to like listen to Christian music while you're at church and at home in front of your parents. And then when you're at school with your friends, listening to secular music, that's it's just not good. So I had to deal with that, and like the way I dressed, it was just like I had to change my whole appearance and like the way I conducted myself. But like with my like friend Katie and Faith and all my other friends on staff, like I really was able to progress into the like good Christian. Like I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, just something really quick. Chris and I were talking about this uh, before service today, where we were like, yeah, in school, everyone calls us, like, I, everyone at school calls me, like, oh, saint boy, because I'm good, and, like, I don't do anything wrong. And I actually, <laughs> it, it doesn't bother me that they call me that, because I'm not going to compromise myself just to, like, please them. So it's just, rem it's good to remember, like, don't, be someone else. I, someone's definitely said this, but don't be someone that you're not at school. Like it's hard because I go to a 
a public school with over a thousand kids, so it's just you gotta. I, I'll admit I do fake some things at school, but I don't fake that I am a Christian and that I'm not going to do anything bad because I'm on student staff. So I don't. Yeah. Good, 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 good. All right. Well, I want to. I can't give it to you, man. No, I can't give it to you. We got to open up the floor. I. I do want to open up the floor for anyone in this room who may have a question, and you can ask the tough questions. I would venture to guess that if you asked any one of these guys, first of all, no one's making them be on student staff, but I would, I'd be willing to assume that if you asked any one of them if they would step down tomorrow, I bet the answer, and don't ask them now, but I bet the answer would be no, because I think that the honor and uh, the, just the, the role outweighs, like I said last week, the, the, the cause or the calling outweighs the cost. And I really have seen that in all these students here. So let's open up the floor for anyone in this room right now who may want to ask one of these student staff a question, whether it be a tough question, because, you know, you guys are in school, whether you're homeschooled, you guys are going through the same things as they are. So ask a question if you want to. Who in this room wants to ask a question right now of student staff? Anyone? Okay, go ahead, Amanda. Was it hard at first when you like first started? Was it hard when you first started joining student staff? Who wants to take that one? Was it hard? <laughs> yes, it was very hard because I. Oh, okay. Just going back, rewinding it just a little. When I had gotten asked to be on student staff, and I was like looking at the application, I'm like, oh my no, I, I like I can't do this. Like, it just seemed like so much. Like, they asked you, do you type? Can you speak in tongues? And I'm like, I don't do any of this. And I'm, like, really frustrated. And then I learned, I was like, they're like, you know what? We're not asking you to be perfect when you come on. They're just, you know, they just want to know. And um, it was hard for me to adjust to how I was supposed to be doing things. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes any sense. But, like, you know, like, I come to church. Like, I would come to church, no Bible, uh, no note-taking, uh, not tithing, just looking for someone to talk to. I mean, on student staff, you, you know, you're trying to set examples, so you come to church prepared, and you come, like, you know, ready to serve and do what you're supposed to, and then, like, I think, like, and just getting the habit of doing what you're supposed to be, like, tithing and singing during praise and worship and, you know, all that. So it was, it was hard to adjust to because I'm, like, such a stubborn person, and, like, I'm stuck in my own ways. So when I wasn't, like, so when I was asked to change, I was like, man, this is going to be tough, but... It's, it was definitely worth it. So, like, you know, it was hard at first, but it's okay now. Um, for me, it was kind of a different kind of difficult because when I came on staff, I think Katie came on about the same time I did, they used to have the rule you had to be in your second semester of freshman year to be on staff. And I was, oh gosh, I think I was in eighth grade actually. And Mr. Kurt had asked me to come on staff early, which was really cool. But when I came on staff, the people were either, uh, they were all older than me, and they were all at a different level than I was. So when I came on, I almost felt like I was the underdog, like I was the quiet little person in the corner. And um, it was a little bit difficult at first because I'm thinking, well, God, I mean, I want to do this for you, but I mean, if I don't feel welcomed in it, then what's the point? But I had to really learn that, again, it's not all about me. And if God wanted me there to serve him, then that's where I had to be, regardless of who was there or what anybody else was doing. And I really had to learn to die to myself to serve him. So that meant Granted, it sometimes meant I couldn't hang out with my friends afterwards because I had to be in certain places, but in the end, it was worth it because eventually, I, it, was a, it was my prayer for a long time that other people my age would come on to student staff or other people, and thankfully that did happen. And like literally, our drama group was two people at one point. It was brutal. So. And so it just, God just really answered my prayer with that. And as that happened, I, I guess I just kind of gave more. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am. Um, but so for me, first coming on student staff, it was kind of hard because, like, I didn't really know what ministry 
I should go into because, you know, I like to sing, but I'm also a writer. I didn't really know where I fit, kind of. But, and especially starting out on drama team when it was only like three people, it's like we didn't, it seemed like I didn't really understand why I was there if we're not really doing anything right now. Um, but if you do join staff, I encourage you to just stick with it because there's times when it's kind of down and it's kind of mellow and it seems like we're not really doing anything, but you still have to remain faithful because like there's a place where God wants you to be and you have to learn to be content where he wants you to be and to just trust him that he's placing you where he wants you to be. Another question. Yes, sir. Have any of you had to turn out, turn down a date slash relationship, any of that sort, while uh, being part of student staff? And how'd you deal with that? Well, I'll answer that question. Miss Jennifer wanted to date me. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, who who has got an answer to that question? Becky. This is where it's going to come clean now. But we love you all. Okay, well, here's the thing. Um, my freshman, last year, um, I had gotten into, I don't even know if it was a relationship. I really don't know, but um, there was this boy at my school that I had gotten really close with, and um, I knew what I was getting into, I guess you could say, because I'm not allowed to date at home until I'm 18, and I knew at my school I'm not allowed to date, and here I'm not allowed to date. So... But, but, <laughs> but again, at the same time, I was, I was extremely conflicted because I really, really liked this boy a lot. And I, in all truth, I did not handle it very well. Um, I went ahead with it anyway, and eventually it blew up in my face, and I wasn't making right decisions. I actually felt... It's crazy looking back at it. I could, looking back, I noticed the more time and energy I spent thinking about him and being with him, the farther away, the less energy, the less thought I gave towards my family, towards God and my friends. And they have told me. And in the end, it, it kind of blew up in my face and I got really sick. And I blame nobody but myself. But... I, I knew consciously what I was doing, but again, thank God that God is grace, graceful, but because God's grace, I was able to get myself back together, and I had talked to Mr. Kurt about a lot of it, and he really helped me to just collect myself, so... Yeah. Well... You guys know me. I've had it turned out about uh, 27 of those ladies. So, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, there's been uh, there's been times like there's been times where I've had to trick myself into believing that I was not in a relationship. Like, <laughs> I'm like. Um, I like this girl, she likes me, we hang out all the time, she comes over to my house, I met her parents, da, da, da. but we're not dating though, we're not, I can't date, I'm on student staff, and it's like, no, you know, <laughs> it's like, um, you know, uh, you have to, um, that, was, that was my mistake, and I don't know if you ever really knew about this, Mr. Kurt, so, uh, <laughs> um, guess we're just all coming clean today, uh, but um, yeah, uh, you know, in the end, it doesn't kind of doesn't matter like what you call it. You know, um, if you're uh, devoting like your more time to somebody uh, than you know God, or if a certain person is making you change the way you feel about you know your family or you know church, and you just you, you become you, you yeah <laughs> you become less interested, then that's never good. And um, that's what happened to me for a little while. And I had to really step back and, uh, you know, say, you know, let's stop this before it gets uh, more serious, you know. And really, it wasn't anything big at all. But um, 
you kind of have to do a self-check. And I know I've used the word self-check about 74 times on this panel. But uh, it's really what I have to do often. You know, you, you really got to step back. So, yeah. Um, I was talking about this with Chris again uh, before uh, service today. And I feel as if every time, like, uh, I, I've texted a couple, peop a couple people in, like, the past six months, but they always, like, come on to me, and then I feel as if it's just, some <laughs> just something about being a Christian. It's as if God just, like, tells them, no, like, go away, and then they just, like, don't like me, like, a week later. So it's, I've never really been, like, extremely tempted because I feel as if God is just protecting me. And so, like, he's not going to let me date or something like that because <laughs> that's how it always ends up, I feel. But it's a good thing because uh, I was noticing, like Becky was saying, that I did care less about my mom. And uh, I didn't focus as much on God as I should have been. And it was just, it was too much work. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So, like, not as much as, like, dating, but, like, even, like, thinking about boys and, like, oh, he's cute, he's, like, like oh, I want to go out with him. Like, I had issues with that, too. But, like, once you think more about boys and other things, you lose track of what's your real purpose in this life. And, like, I had to, like, step back and, like, guys aren't worth my time right now. I need to be focused in like school and like serving God, and then relationships will come after. That's the only thing. Uh, not that I've really had experience with with dating or anything. I've never you know been on a date or whatever. But um, one thing that I, I've thought about with either having a crush on a girl or really liking someone, whatever. Um, I God gave me the God told me you know you really have to give because of the stage of life we're at, or that I'm at, whatever, he said, you, re you give your entire heart to me before you give it to somebody else. So if, 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 if your purpose and your goal is to ultimately serve Christ at the point, you know, that we're at, my, you, my main goal wants to be to serve and please Christ with all I do, so to give my entire heart to him is essential before he brings that person along that I'm eventually going to give my heart to then. So for now, my heart is devoted entirely to God. So. That's good. Do you want to pass to someone else? Okay. Um, it, it's, it's funny because, you know, sometimes I, I'll see this girl and I'll be like, man, wow, she's really attractive. And then... You know, I'll either, or you know, I'll get to I'll get to know them, and we'll create this friendship, and it's just a friendship. But then, as it gets deeper, you know, I realize that sometimes I think it's just a friendship, but they think it's something else, or or vice versa. And if if you get too deep, then that really creates a problem. And and I've done that before, where I think like. I could tell either that, like, they liked me, but and I was trying to stay away from it, but yet I would still talk to them and, like, give them hugs and stuff. And then one day I really realized that I was just like, whoa, I need to step away from this because if I go any further, it's, it's just going to end up, you know, it's going to blow up where, like, her heart will be broken, mine will be broken, even though there was, like, no romantic relationship still, it... Um, so, that's what I have. Um, sorry, I know I'm talking a whole lot, but these are good questions. Um, <laughs> so, the whole dating thing. Um, okay, so... <laughs> okay, it's not even that you're like, need to reject dating. You need to like... I'm not saying... Okay, yeah, you need to. You need to reject flirtation altogether. Because you don't just start dating randomly. Like, I don't know if anyone else knows that, but you don't be like, hey, girl, like, we're going to date. And, like, you don't do that. You, ha you, like, you build it up. You flirt. You, you know, all that. So right there, you should be stopping. Flirtation is wrong. I don't care what anyone says. You're like, oh, I'm not dating, though. It's still wrong. Tempting someone else to, to think something else is just, it's not okay. It's, 
your <laughs> your <laughs> all right so that's just wrong and it's just kind of I think like Daniel was just saying it like you know you're gonna break that person's heart you're gonna break your own heart you're gonna get that person ready for something they're not gonna get and you're I don't know all right I guess you're preparing yourself to break like to hurt someone's feelings and that's just kind of rude and so that's just all together. Don't let yourself get to the point of to, uh, like talking to each other, texting each other nonstop, to thinking about that person. That is just way too much. Once, like, stop yourself immediately. Don't be like, oh, I need to reject the date. You need to reject yourself from temptation. And that's what it is, so. Well said, all of you. We're going to have to call it there, but uh, over the next couple of weeks, you'll have an opportunity to ask these guys more questions, and you can find out what ministry they're involved in. Uh, we'll have some tables set up eventually in at the last session of Make a Move, where we give you an opportunity to get involved. But first, I do want to tell you, our student staff, that I am so proud of each and every one of you. You are an amazing group of people. I could not, would not want anyone else to be a part of what God is doing right now. I would not want to be a part of any other youth ministry. I love this youth ministry. I love each and every one of you here. You have a special place in all of our hearts. And thank you for being a living example to this generation. Thank you for your hard work. Thank you for your diligence. Thank you for honoring me. Thank you for honoring our pastor. Thank you for honoring Jesus Christ. We love you guys very much. I just wonder this morning, could you just stand to your feet where you are? Let's lift our hands towards heaven and just bless God for a second. Father, we thank you for who you are. You're so awesome. You're truly amazing. And the very fact that any one of us could even get up here this morning and speak a word of encouragement or speak something life-changing is because of you. And Father, we thank you so much just for who you are and for all that you've done in our lives. We bless your name right now. And we hunger and thirst for righteousness. Our hunger, our desire, our thirst is for righteousness, Father. That's what we're looking for. We thank you for the word that's gone forth today. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Now, you may be here today, and my question for you, the first step before anyone can ever join student staff, you can put your hands down where you are, but just begin to pray. Just take a moment. Because before any one of us really get to step out and do something big for God, we have to first surrender to God. And if you're here today and you've never yet surrendered your life to the Lord, He is the creator of all things. He is Father of everything. He sent His Son Jesus to give His life for you and I so that we could once again be connected with Him. And that, my friend, is what life is all about. Knowing Him, the one who created everything. And this morning, before you take any other step, before you do any other thing in this life, my question for you is, do you know the one who created you? Do you know the Father that you have in heaven? Do you know that Jesus gave his life for you? Because this morning, whether you're rededicating and you're a backslider and you're coming home, or this morning, whether you are somebody who's giving your life to Jesus for the first time, today is the day that your life will be transformed and you'll never be the same again. Do you know Jesus?